Movies and musicals on RTE Lyric FM, sponsored by IFI at Home, the new streaming service from the Irish Film Institute. Come home to film. Come home to ifihome.ie. Everybody here for the interview? What little lady made these? That is revenge. You're going to need more men. In the south of France. It is a problem, I admit. Dumbledore asked that I give you something. Save the blue, save Earth. Why are you so handsome? I may vomit with you. The hell are you supposed to be? The movie news. I'm vengeance. With Garrett Daly. Ooh, big Astoria. And Garrett Daly is here now. Last week, Garrett, you brought us back to video stores. This week, we're off to the 80s once more. Yippee! <laughs> yeah. Well, that music there, we've been brought back 40 oh, yeah. years. E.T. E.T., uh, e. oh, uh, Steven Spielberg's classic. And, you know, a lot of people might have seen that movie on the pirate videos that did the rounds back in the day. Um, I know I certainly did. I didn't see it in the cinema first time round. Really? Yeah, yeah, there was this pirate video that went around VHS and a lot of people across the country saw it at the time. It was one of the first kind of big pirated films that went around. I bet people will remember that. Um, But they're going to re-release it. uh, So this is an opportunity. Now, I did see it actually back in 2002. They released it for its 20th anniversary. I had a kind of a bad experience when you're playing the music there. I saw it in New Zealand. I was backpacking around New Zealand at the time. Thought I have to go see it. And it was shown on 35mm print but it was the projector was kind of running at wrong speed, so that glorious music was going <laughs> up and down, and it ruined it for me. Oh, because it's so, a fabulous movie, and the soundtrack oh, was superb. Yeah, so but Jaws Spielberg can't do anything wrong. No, I mean, fabulous director in terms of the amount of uh, films that he's done, the different sort of genre jumping that he's done over the years. But I suppose the chance to see Jaws and E.T. in IMAX will attract a lot of people. Now, there is talk that the Jaws re-release will have a sort of 3D version as well. I don't know how that will sit with people. Now, there hasn't been a confirmation that we will get them here. We do have a couple of IMAX screens, so hopefully they will to celebrate, obviously, E.T. on the big screen August 12th for the 40th anniversary. So the 40th anniversary of E.T. and then it must be the 47th anniversary of Jaws because it came out in 1975 I remember it clearly. Yeah, uh, Jaws 1975. I did only see it on TV first time round. I didn't get to see it in the cinema but I do have a glorious 4K version of it which I do watch at home. So well, yeah, yeah, it's, it, looks, it looks fabulous. It really does. Well, anybody who lived in South Dublin will remember the Sanford Cinema in Ranla. That's where I saw it for 50 pence. <laughs> wow. And did it I, scare you? Oh, it scared me in the cinema. My brother, curiously enough, had nightmares. I didn't. To be honest with you, I found E.T. in the closet much more scary. <laughs> but, no, I did. I remember. I thought E.T. was a weird looking yoke. But Jaws, yeah, I was kind of into it, but I was still a bit scared about it. And that line, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, never came from Jaws at all. It came from one of the later Jaws movies. But everybody thinks it came from the original. I think it came from Jaws 2 or 3. I'm sure somebody listening will know, but not from Jaws 1. Although they didn't know it was going to be Jaws 1. I don't think they were expecting sequels after that with the plastic shark. But it's extraordinary to think that people were so scared, even to get into the bath after watching that movie. And that's true, they were scared. And yet when you think about it, how many people die of shark bites every year? Very few. I think it's less than 10. The number of people that are killed by dogs in the thousands worldwide. And the number of people that are killed by mosquitoes a million plus, as I understand it. So sharks are not as dangerous as people think they are. So it probably is safe to go into the water.
Well, they're two glorious movies and there's much more to them than you think on the surface. That's the other side of it when you look at it and the relationships, particularly in Jaws and you're looking at, you know, the struggle with the the mayor of Martha's Vineyard as well to put on everything, you know, around it. It, it, There's just so much going on in it. It's a terrific, terrific film. And I think E.T. is just a fabulous film as well. Yeah, Amity Island in the movie was actually Martha's Vineyard. Yep. The, yep. the Kennedy's playground, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Yeah, yeah it you'd, was. You'd need somebody like Ryan Turbity here to give us all the <laughs> breakdown on that. Anyway, so we can expect to see them when? Uh, they're looking at August for E.T. and then September for for Jaws. So hopefully we will get them here. I suspect they will do something because obviously, I know it's across the States they're releasing them in IMAX. And once we get word of it here, we'll bring it to you in terms of a release here. So next, please, Gareth, we're talking about Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, a very good director as well as an actor, and he he's going directing a new Nike drama. And this one, obviously, set in the mid-80s. Matt Damon's going to play a maverick sneaker salesman, um, Sonny Vaccaro, who led a fledgling running shoe company called Nike in a long-shot effort to sign one of the most transformative athletes in the history of sports to endorse their product, and that was Michael Jordan. So this is, uh, there was a great book called Shoe Dog, all about Phil Knight and his story in setting up, um, setting up Nike. Uh, Affleck is going to portray him in the movie but they've got a great cast lined up for it they've got Jason Bateman Viola Davis Chris Tucker Marlon Wayans all set to star in it and um, Affleck and Damon have polished the script filming for this began in Los Angeles on on Monday and Affleck as I said directing no title for the film yet but it sounds mouthwatering I was watching him last night in The Accountant it was on TV that's a great movie movie. yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. he plays this What does he play? He's an accountant and a killer. Yeah, <laughs> an all in one. All in one. But Matt Damon and himself are good buddies. Didn't they write Goodwill Hunting? They did. To to basically, they weren't getting the parts at the time that they wanted. So Goodwill Hunting was a movie they wrote together uh, with the intent on starring in it. It was a long road to get that one made, but they stuck by it all the way. They nearly lost it at one point, and look what it did for them. They went on to win an Oscar for writing that movie. But they've known each other since they were boys, as far as I know. I mean, it goes back a long time, their friendship, so it'd be nice to see them again. Now, Angelina Jolie, what's she up to? Well, she's about to direct her fifth film. You wouldn't think it, but um, she she has written this one. She's producing it as well. It's a film called Without Blood. Just started shooting in Italy and Rome. And it's based on an international best-selling novel. The story is set in an aftermath of an unidentified conflict and will explore universal truths about war, trauma, memory and healing. Salma Hayek and Damien Bashir star in the project. And as I said, it's her fifth directorial feature. Anyway, good luck to her. So now you have news of an Oscar winner set to play Billy Wilder. That's Christoph Waltz, a great actor. He is. And yeah, he's going to play play him in a film called Billy Wilder and Me. And a really good director as well, Stephen Frears, is going to direct it. So it's based on a much-loved book called Mr. Wilder and Me. Uh, it's a sort of part coming-of-age story, part true-life portrait of the director. And the film is set during the summer of 1977 when an innocent young woman begins working for the famed director and his screenwriter on a Greek island during the filming of Fedora. And when when she follows Wilder to Germany, continue the shoot. She finds herself joining him on a journey of memory into the heart of his family history. So production on this is going to commence in the spring in Greece, Munich and Paris. More fabulous locations. Uh, we haven't got any further news on casting as yet, but uh, I'm sure with that, with a, such a good director and a such good actor in the lead, it's going to attract probably some serious talent. I'm sure he's been around for donkey's years, but I first saw him in that role in Inglorious Bastards. 
and yes. I found him very menacing, I have to say. Oh, yeah, very disturbing. opening scene particularly, <laughs> just unbelievable, actually. Now, we have some news released of the Galway film Fla during the week. Yeah, so they've been releasing some of the titles that are going to be playing at the festival um, and some really good ones. I mean, the world premiere of Joyride, this is directed by Ema Reynolds. It tells the story of Joy, played by Olivia Colman, a complicated woman struggling with motherhood who finds herself on the run with Molly, played by Charlie Reed, an adolescent with a mum-shaped void in his life. So this is a real great coup for the festival. They're going to, it's going to open the festival on the 5th of July uh, at the Town Hall Theatre. We've also got the announcement of a Midlands set football drama called Lakelands. This film follows Keane, a young Gaelic footballer who struggles to come to terms with a career-ending injury after an attack on a night out. So uh, that one's going to play at the FLA on the 9th of July, also in the Town Hall Theatre. There are going to be more announcements in the next uh, fortnight uh, from the FLA. Always a wonderful festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll, as I said, it opens on the 5th of July. But go with filmfla.com for more information. Olivia Coleman, I liked her as the Queen, I have to say, in The Crown. Is there another series? That must be soon, is it? There or are is, they going to wait, if you know what I mean? No, she's she's not in the role anymore. Oh. Um, there is a new series. series it's Imelda Staunton that's going to be playing the Queen in the next season. Yeah, they, they, they change it. You had Claire Foy initially, so I think it's two seasons for each of them, and then they, then they change it so that they move along with the times, switch out the cast. All right, and there's a children's film festival happening right now. There is. It's the Nina Children's Film Festival. It's in a th- its third year. Three days of films, workshops, Q&As curated for young audiences and their families. Actually, I watched yesterday uh, online the sort of generation shorts, uh, new generation shorts animations. They were great. Loads of sort of Lego stop motion and everything in there. Loads of kind of really fun, creative stuff. But it's online. But there's also events happening in person today in Nina. So just go to ninaarts.com to find the full programme there. And fairly big news this week, Garrett. In fact, they don't come much bigger than Jurassic World Dominion. How are you, kids? Mm. Amazing. Grown. It's shocking. They're both in college. Can you believe that? And Mark? It's over. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I'm back to me and my work. You know, it's... That's great. It's good. It is. I'm alone at last. Exciting times. Yeah, I'm living the Alan Grant life. It's just... Can be lonely. So free. Allie, you didn't come out all this way just to catch up now, did you? So that's uh, Sam Deal there and Laura Dern from Jurassic World Dominion. This is set four years after uh, the destruction of the island. Obviously, the dinosaurs running riot. Look, they brought back the original cast as well. Jeff Goldblum joining Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard as well uh, for, you know, what is the end of a trilogy. But a massive, massive movie opened everywhere. Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Neill, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. What do you think of Jeff Goldblum? I think he's good. He just has a charisma, hasn't he? And uh, takes it easy in that role. He just he has it. But it's, what is it, 30-something years since the original yeah. Jurassic Park? So um, I suppose they're surprised as well to all be back in it. I know they appeared <laughs> in different movies of it down through the years. But yeah, when you get that call, you'd probably say, yeah, sure, why not? Wouldn't we all? Anyway, a few limited releases to mention also. 
Yeah, we do. Uh, there's a movie called Leave No Traces. It's set in 1983. Communist Poland is shaken by a case of a high school student who's beaten to death by police. The only witness of the beating becomes the number one enemy of the state. There's also a movie called Swan Song. Uh, when a retired hairdresser, Pat, is asked to work his magic on former client Rita, he can't turn down the payday that will come with making her look beautiful for her funeral. And then an interesting looking movie called Earwig as well. This is set somewhere in Europe, mid 20th century. Albert is employed to look after Mia, a girl with teeth of ice. She never leaves the apartment. The shutters are always closed. Telephone rings regularly and the master inquires after Mia's well-being until the day Albert is instructed that he must prepare the child to leave. That one is called Earwig. Interesting. And you always leave us with a TV movie. What's your pick this week? Yeah, this has a really strong cast in it. Um, when his loving wife Joan is diagnosed with cancer, uh, Tom must attempt to navigate the world of serious illness with her, including surgery, radiation and chemotherapy. Critically acclaimed drama based on a script by playwright Owen McCafferty. It stars uh, Leslie Manville and Liam Neeson. The movie is called Ordinary Love. It's on TG Cahar. It's on Monday night and it's on at 9.30. Cara, thank you very much indeed. Bye. Thanks, Derek.